What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. I am, of course, Matt, alongside my co-host, Jake. Jake, as I ask, I don't, as I ask how we're doing today, I think I can speak for the both of us and say, I don't think we're doing too well. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, uh, the Giants, we're gonna, that's, alright, uh, we're gonna talk about the Giants for a, a good portion of this podcast, so, uh, if you didn't know, if you live under a rock, we're gonna give you the rundown on what actually happened. So, going in to week 17, the Giants were one game back from the playoffs, right? They were 5-10, and ten. the Washington football team was 6-9, and nine, right? They were first. So we were playing the Dallas Cowboys, who were also 6-9. and nine, And the football team were playing the Eagles, who were like 4-11-1. Like, they were out. Alright, so... Whoever won the Giants-Cowboys game would have to watch the Washington football team and the Eagles play Sunday night and pray for an Eagles win, pretty much. So... After a very intense and a roller coaster of emotions game, the Giants beat the Cowboys, right? So we were happy, and it was like really, really great moment, right? And then, Matt, you want to explain what happened later that night? Yeah, so again, if you're living under a rock, so the Giants won earlier that day. And then last night, uh, football team and Eagles went down. And Doug Peterson decides, down by three, like late in the third quarter, he he decides to pull Jalen Hurts and bring in some guy named Nate Sudfield, who's been apparently on their roster for a couple years. And don't get me wrong, like, I understand if you want to, like, evaluate your team, like, give your team, like, like, see what he can do, but you're also trying to win this game. Like, I understand you're eliminated from the playoffs. This game doesn't matter to you, but it's kind of, I, I really, it was really disrespectful to me. I, I, I don't understand it. Well, from the Eagles' perspective, you know, people are trying to say, oh, they were tanking for a draft pick, which I don't, I do not respect that in the slightest. Um, Doug Peterson. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, even if you're tanking, even if that's the reason, doing that on national television, dude. Yeah, like, I didn't like it at all. That, yeah, I didn't like that either. So, when that happened, the, you know, it, it was a clear sign from Doug Peterson that he was trying to lose the game. Uh, I don't think it was because he wanted to screw over the Giants. I think that was more for the Eagles' benefits, moving up a couple spots in the draft. But here's the thing. These guys are competitive athletes. I'm not saying the Eagles themselves weren't trying, because that's what they do. Uh, the majority of those Eagles players do not care what draft pick the Eagles get. They care about winning, and the more they win, the better they perform, and the more money they get uh, from other contracts. So, especially people in their contract year that were playing, they were trying to play for their next job, pretty much. So they were playing their hearts out, even if the Eagles were, uh, you know, not competitive anymore. So, listen, uh, this is Doug Peterson's fault. Um. I'm not, I'm not blaming, actually, let me retract it. It's not Doug Peterson's yeah. fault that the Giants didn't make the playoffs because the Giants had a really poor season and they didn't really perform that well. And 
we had an opportunity to win a couple games and that we didn't win. And if we did win those games, we would have comfortably made the playoffs. So it's just, I don't respect Doug Peterson at all. I mean, before I had respect for him, like he didn't do anything wrong to the Giants, but like that, that was just a clear and obvious move to try to lose a game on national television. And even if that didn't have implications for the Giants, that is just a terrible like sportsmanship move. Uh, yeah, like in in general, like it, like you just said, like even if it doesn't benefit anybody, it's just a normal game. Like middle of the season doesn't even matter. Like that's kind of dumb. Well, it's like, like the, the yeah, like why why you do yeah, go, off, yeah. it's like it's not there. You need yeah, and have some sort of integrity, you know. Yeah, and yeah, Doug Peterson, he's not really a good coach. I mean, even Eagles fans kept keep saying, "Why is he our coach?" So, I guess we're hopping on their their board there. But it, it it's very very aggra- It was very aggravating in the moment. But now that I realize that this Giants team went six and ten, and they had a chance to make the playoffs, it's kind of pathetic. But at the same time, it's our team, so we got to root for them. Yeah, what I, what I like to say is, did the Giants deserve to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. They went 6-10. Absolutely not. They weren't no. good for the majority of the season. There was a point, I will say this, there was a point where people not only thought the Giants were a legit playoff team, that they can also win a few playoff games. There were people who thought that at some point in the season, but you know, but... they kind of fell off a cliff. They had a, they had a bunch of tough matchups. Dan, Daniel Jones got hurt, so... That's now, really what happened. Yeah, well, now, that doesn't mean the rest of the division is either, but you get the point. Yeah, so, again, the Giants, um, and I'm not very proud of this season. Uh, there were opportunities where we could could have won more. But next season, though, uh, I am very, very excited for next season. I'm going to tell you guys some matchups that the Giants have next season, so... At home in the 2021 season, the Giants get the host, the Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, and then the Cowboys, Eagles, and football team, along with the Raiders and Rams. But those are those are harder games to win. Those six teams are they're losing. Like I'm sorry, they're they're going to lose at home against the Giants. You're losing, okay? And keep into keep into account. That especially if Daniel Jones progresses at the rate that he should progress, I feel like this team will be much improved next season. There's a bunch of young pieces. There's a, You can only go up with guys like Blake Martinez and James Bradbury. Also, you have an improving offensive line, and we will most likely either sign or draft a wide receiver during this offseason. And uh, another defensive piece would be nice, too. I mean, originally I said that the Giants should draft Devonta Smith, but then there's kind of rumors that they're going to go after Allen Robinson. And if you're going to do that, there's no point in drafting Devonta Smith. I would go and get a defensive player, preferably a linebacker. But, yeah. again, I'm really excited. And then also, the Giants are playing away. They're playing other winnable games, such as you know the Cowboys-Eagles football team. And then also the Chargers, and believe it or not, the Saints, considering that Drew Brees will probably retire after this season, I don't think the Saints are going to be that much of a threat next season. So 
those are some really winnable games. I feel like the Giants have a real possibility of going 10-6 and six next year. And this is the most excited I've been about a Giants team in a very long time. So I'm very excited for the future. Obviously, it does come down to progression. Like Daniel Jones, like, yeah, main point here. He didn't have pocket, like he could not move. Like in the pocket, if he wasn't moving, he was immobilized. Like he would sit in the pocket. Like if he's not running, if he's not running 80 yards and then tripping in Lincoln Financial Field, he's in the pocket and not moving at all. Like, he does not move. So he has to work on his pocket presence. He can't just stand there for th- for 20 seconds and expect something to open up. That's the key thing for me. If he can figure out how to do that, that's a big step forward. Uh, other things, I feel like, yeah, you said it right. This O-line, it's been a problem for years. I think it's definitely been improving. Uh, improving. Although you said earlier, Cameron Fleming, he's kind of the reincarnation of what was it, Eric Flowers? So I don't know. He, he might not. Hopefully, he progresses too. But the defense, defense is really where it's at. If those guys, Jabril Peppers, uh, Blake Martinez, uh, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, who we re-signed, if all of them could come back, even though Logan Ryan, if they can all come back, I think this will be a very healthy team. And I'm gonna hop right on that train with you, Jake. I think this team is in for a great future, especially if they're going out for someone like Allen Robinson in the offseason. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about this team as well, and I'm not trying to be bi- we're not trying to be biased, but I just feel like this is this is going to be a, I I feel like this could be a good year, and especially with that the teams we're playing next year. This could this could be very good. This could be very good, and also it could be very bad. But I'm I'm hoping for the, we're all hoping for the best. Yeah, and also, we we can't forget, I know running backs are not as important as we had believed previously. I feel like the entire NFL community has kind of gotten behind that. However, Saquon Barkley will also return, bringing a really stronger style of play. What I saw this season, and my biggest takeaway, is that the Giants have really shifted toward the defensive side of the ball. This is a really defensive team. We don't give up a lot of points. And I feel like with Saquon coming back, we can score a lot more points. Also, with the addition of Allen Robinson, which may or may not happen, uh, I really feel that this offense will take a big step, too. I don't care if the defense like doesn't even get better, because if we have the same defense next year and an improved offense, this team is a lot better. Also, the Giants started the season 1-7, and and then we finished 6-10, and which means we finished the season, what? what is that math? 5-3, and right? Five and three. So uh, that's pretty. Yeah. That is it. Is that the greatest? No, but if you consider the back half schedule that the Giants had, um, that was it was pretty tough. We played some good teams, and the losses that we had came to really, really competitive teams. And a lot of those teams that we are going to play, they're not there next year, right? There's not a lot of no. teams that I don't. There's not a lot of teams that I feel. Ooh, I'm gonna we're gonna get shocked by them. We have to play the Chiefs, but like you know, everyone loses to their Chiefs, so I don't feel too bad about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, Daniel Jones needs to progress. If Daniel Jones does not get enough pocket presence, if Daniel Jones does not keep the ball in his hands, um, we're screwed. Uh, I see a lot of flashes from Daniel Jones. He needs to work on his decision making, but he's got a great arm. He's been getting more accurate recently, and signs of progression have been showing. But if he can take the next step in the next year, sure. 
if Daniel Jones does not progress next year, I would like to see them either draft or go after a quarterback, not this offseason, but next offseason. Because Daniel Jones, you know, you can blame, oh, his rookie season, oh, he was making rookie mistakes. Second season, okay, he was still kind of making rookie mistakes, but he's kind of moving away from them, and you're showing how inconsistent of a quarterback he really was. If he can yeah. eliminate that inconsistency, I feel like Daniel Jones could be a decent quarterback. I don't think his ceiling is very high, but I feel like his floor is not it, that low. It's going to be high enough where the Giants can still win a bunch of games, considering how great structurally the Giants are becoming. So I'm really excited for that. And yeah, yeah. We, so go you on were, that if you want. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna smoothly transition to our uh, next topic. So you were talking about progression with Daniel Jones and all that stuff. I want to speak on progression when I say that the Miami Dolphins are in for a great season next year. I am so excited. As much as I am a Giants fan, I'm loving how good that team was this year. They were 10-6, and six, and like we said in the last podcast, we predicted correctly, Jake, they were the odd man out. They did not make the playoffs this year. But I am... I, I'm looking. Ve- I'm very high on this team next season. Tua Tungavailoa looked very great. Lee looked very good this year. The defense definitely stepped up, and I think they could definitely make the playoffs next year, barring like their schedule and all that stuff. But progression, you don't even have to worry. I mean, you. I mean, not. I mean, I shouldn't say that. But Tua is a Tua is a rookie. He looked very good in his rookie season. Don't get me wrong. There's still things that he can work on, obviously. But I think this team has a great future ahead of them, just like the Giants, Jake. Yeah, so what's going to happen with the Dolphins is they have the number three overall pick from the Laramie Tunzel trade they made a year ago. Um, it was scrutinized by Houston, but it was kind of written off that Houston made a playoff run last year and they were actually a good team. Yeah, that really came to bite them. Uh, the Dolphins, they have a they have a bunch of choices. I mean... I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. People say that they should. I don't know why. Give Tua a couple more years. Um, he's really consistent, and he doesn't make too many mistakes. He's been making a lot a lot more mistakes lately, but I feel like that's just feeling the pressure of being in a playoff race as a rookie. That must be pretty tough. But they got a great coach in Brian Flores, great defense. They really need another offensive piece, whether that's on the offensive line or the receiver. I either see them taking uh, Sewell, the offensive tackle, or maybe perhaps a guy like Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, or Jalen Waddle at the number three overall spot, which if that's kind of a reach for those type of guys, especially a receiver. But again, they have real, they're a playoff team. They don't have any other needs. And if you're a playoff team in the draft, you draft team needs. You don't really draft talent. So... I feel like the Dolphins are just going to settle on maybe a receiver, even if, if that's a reach, technically. Um, also, they're probably going to lose Ryan Fitzpatrick because I don't see him wanting to come back as a backup quarterback, even if they kind of run the scheme where Fitzpatrick comes in when uh, Tua is struggling or whether they need a spark of energy. Um, I don't see him being a starter on the Dolphins, but I do see him being a starter on a couple teams that need a quarterback, so... I think Fitzpatrick's going to leave, which is a big blow to this team. But other than that, not a lot of people leaving, and I think they're going to come back next year, and they're going to come back a lot better. Yeah, I definitely think that the defense definitely, it, it shocked a lot of people, especially Xavier Howard, who really 
really stepped up his game this year. So I think he'll definitely progress. The entire defense will progress. And I think this team's going to make a great push for the playoffs next season. Agreed. All right. Uh, another team that can need some progression is the Cardinals. Now, going into the year, uh, they got the biggest, uh, probably the weirdest and most, yeah, like probably the most weird trade ever. But they ended up getting the best receiver in the league. And DeAndre Hopkins had to prove himself again this season. Um, the Hale Murray, as it's now referred to, with that big catch against the Bills, um, definitely put them on the map um, again. But, um, yeah, they, they're going to sit and uh, watch from home again. They haven't made the playoffs in a couple of years. So I think this was a step in the right direction for the Cardinals. It, they just lucked out, I think. With this, the, the NFC, as bad as it is, and they, they go, what was it? They went 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9? 8-8. and nine. Eight and eight. Uh, Yeah, they went 8-8, eight and eight and they still couldn't make the, they didn't make the playoffs. So, uh, again, it is a step in the right direction. Their defense definitely stepped Stepped up this year with Buda Baker, and um, I think, and also former Giant Marcus Golden, which I hate to say, but he was he was very good last year with us. But um, or no, earlier this season, yeah, he was playing with us. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's beside that's besides the point. Yeah, I think this I think this team is looking very good. Again, they're in the right in the step in the right direction, and who knows, they could make the playoffs next year. Yeah, so one thing that you gotta you gotta feel bad for the Cardinals. Um, they should have beat the Rams realistically, but Kyler Murray did get injured in the first couple plays of the game, and that ultimately really resulted in them losing. Kyler Murray did return, but a little too, little too little, little too late, you know. So you gotta feel bad for the Cardinals. Um, they did blow a lot of games. They probably should have won, which was concerning. But again, um. Uh, they rely a lot on Kyler Murray, and that concerns me just a bit, but Kyler Murray is very talented. I feel like he's a sleeper MVP pick for next year, especially if the Cardinals get a get a home playoff game or like a one or two or even three seed. I feel like he can still win MVP if he puts up good numbers. Um, they have DeAndre Hopkins, which again, the crazy, stupid trade, whatever, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and that's really it. Their offensive line is kind of meh. Their defense is meh, and you you really need to sharpen that up in the offseason. They should really draft a defensive piece. They should go after some defensive pieces in the offseason because their offense is fine. It's just their defense is just not very good. Also, in the last like four weeks of the season, it was so obvious that they could not run the ball. You need to get offensive line pieces, especially inside offensive linemen. If they don't get that, it's going to be really difficult for them to, you know, run the ball. And that's half of the offensive scheme. So they need to get linemen, get defensive pieces. They're going to make the playoffs next year due to the NFC being kind of weak. But uh, bright future for the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, it is Black Monday, as it is referred to. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just basically the season is over for – uh, a little, a little more than half the league, and uh, they get rid of some, they uh, some management uh, walks away and does all that stuff. So we have a couple of those, um, some key ones including Adam Gase. Uh, he's parting ways with the Jets. Finally, uh, Jets fans can breathe. 
uh, breathe a sigh of relief for that matter. Um, Doug Marone has left Jacksonville. Obviously, these are based based off of performance. Uh, obviously, the Jets didn't do too well this season. The Jags are the worst team in the league. Um, and Anthony Lynn, uh, despite uh, them going seven and nine, they could have honestly they could have went better. They could have they could have done uh, done a little bit better if it weren't for Anthony Lynn's coaching. They had a uh, the Chargers had a great a couple great games that ended close. So honestly, I could have saw, seen this team go eleven and five or something like that. But uh, yeah, Anthony Lynn walked, and uh, one of the main stories I've heard today: uh, John Elway is not stepping down. He's not going away. He's stepping aside. Uh, the Broncos will be hiring a new general manager, and Elway will just be the president of football operations. He took. He was both uh, when he was the general manager. He was both the general manager and the president. But now he is just going to be the uh, president uh, of football operations for Denver, and it looks like they're going to actually hire an actual general manager. Uh, going back, Adam Gase. Uh, this was going to be expected. Um, I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Um, I, I I don't really know what else to say. It's the Jets. They went two and fifteen. Uh, they went two and fourteen this. Oh, wait, yeah, they went two and fourteen this year. So I guess good. It's a good luck because now they got rid of Gase. And there's a foreseeable future. And depending on who they draft with their uh, uh, second overall pick could uh, lead them in a different direction. Jake, your thought? Uh, Adam Gase was never a great coach. He wasn't a good coach in Miami. And, you know, he was never a good coach in New York, obviously. He went 9-23. and What a lot of people forget is that if Sam Darnold didn't get mono last season... They could have made the playoffs because they went seven and nine, had a great finish, and you know they they had four games without him, and the wild the six seed wild card Titans were only nine and seven, and they could have realistically won, you know, three of those five games in which three of those four games where uh, Sam Darnold was out, making them ten and six. So uh, I feel like the Jets' problems. Uh, weren't exactly from Adam Gase, but Adam Gase doesn't make him a great coach. Um, I like the firing. I feel like they should go after a different coach. I feel like they should go after someone for defense. Uh, that defense was just terrible all year. So was the offense, but you can't really get someone both right now. Um, so, yeah, Adam Gase, everyone knows he's bad, so... You know, get him out, start fresh, and I hope the Jets get a good coach. Yeah, I think it's the same story for Jacksonville when they get rid of Doug Marone. Uh, they have the first pick, so that obviously, I mean, I don't know, obviously, who knows what they're going to do. But uh, most likely, it is expected they draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, to me, um, you got to build around him. He is the star. He is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. That guy, Trevor Lawrence, is incredible. He is amazing, and to think that they would do anything else but build around him is absurd. So if you're drafting Trevor Lawrence, there's a good chance that, they're again, with the right coaching, this team goes in a different direction. I'm not saying they make the playoffs, but they may not go 1-15. They're not going to go 1-15 next year if there's right coaching there. 
but Doug Marone clearly needed the the Jags need a re they need a reboot. Jake. Yeah, obviously Trevor Lawrence is an extremely good quarterback. Um, he's probably the perfect prospect. He really excels at every level on the in the quarterback game. I don't know. But he's really good. He can throw. He's accurate. He's mobile. He does it all. Uh, Doug Marone is actually a pretty decent coach, in my opinion, at least. Um, he brought that Jacksonville team in 2017 to 13-3 with an amazing defense. Also, Doug Marone, I mean, I feel like he'll get a job elsewhere. I feel like he'll get a job either, you know, Houston, Atlanta, New York, or L.A., I feel like he'll go to one of those teams. He's an experienced guy, and I feel like he's a good coach. I think he got fired because, you know, when you go 1-15, that's what you do. You get fired, but I don't think it was necessarily his fault. I think he just had the worst roster in the NFL, and he got the blame. So, uh, unfortunate for yeah. Doug Marone, but listen, he'll get a job elsewhere, so he'll be all right. Yep, of course. Uh, Anthony Lynn left uh, the Chargers today. Um, yeah, there were a lot of complaints, as I've been hearing. Um, his coaching was not good, despite the fact that they went 7-9. and nine. Um, Justin Herbert, uh, favorite uh, for Rookie of the Year, um, he performed very well. They had a couple close games where I could say they could have edged it out and maybe gotten a couple more wins, but... Seven, those are in the past now, and Anthony Lynn apparently bad coaching. He had terrible coaching apparently. So I say good. It's a good thing for the Chargers letting go of him, and maybe who knows if they do get Doug Marone. Who knows if they hire him, but uh, I feel like he could fit good, especially that he took Saxonville to the playoffs in 2017. If that's because that's what they're referring to, I think. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So the Chargers, I think they're looking very good, and they could uh they could definitely step up in the right direction. Again, it's with the right coaching. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. So Anthony Lynn might possibly be the worst clock manager in the history of the NFL. I feel like a three-year-old infant can manage the clock better than Anthony Lynn, and also that three-year-old infant has amputated arms and legs. I feel like okay. even, even okay. with those uh, disadvantages for the three-year-old, I think he can still manage the clock better than Anthony Lynn. Now, okay. the Chargers have okay. an extremely talented roster. They have a great quarterback. They have a great running back, great receivers, decent O-line, and a pretty good front seven, as well as some guys in the secondary. They are absolutely stacked. They, But... And again, they went 7-9. and nine. Like, they don't have a terrible record. The thing is, with the Chargers, is that the clock management was so poor, it was so terrible, that Anthony Lynn single-handedly cost them, dare I even say, a playoff spot. I'm so glad Anthony Lynn's gone. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was worse than Adam Gase. People say, oh, Adam Gase, the worst coach in the league, you know, Jets terrible. No, Anthony Lynn. He made this team worse. Usually the coaches make the team better. No. He made the team from a pretty decent roster to a team that pretty much underperformed. 7-9 and nine for the Los Angeles Chargers with the roster they have. That That's a poor job by Anthony Lynn. I am so glad he got fired. Um, 
I think he'll probably get a coordinating job somewhere. I don't see him getting a head coaching job, but I mean, listen, no, I'm not sorry at all. You're a terrible coach. Thank you. I mean, didn't they also? I mean, they also went 11 and five last year. I don't know, no, two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, two years ago. So well, that's obviously, when their roster was even more stacked. They had more guys yeah. that year. Yeah, well, they had more guys that year. So he's gone. I think that's a good thing, obviously. So. And then I just want to get into this a little more. Uh, John Elway, yes, like I said, um, John Elway is stepping aside as Broncos general manager. He will take over as uh, the president of football operations over there in Denver. So, yes, they're hiring an actual general manager. Um, John Elway was the general manager for 10, uh, 10 consecutive seasons. Um, apparently, yeah, it's a difficult thing to do both. Um which is, I believe, why they decided to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, he was the one who brought Peyton Manning in, brought him to the Super Bowl. He's been a key part in this organization, so it's not he's not leaving, he's not going anywhere. He's just, honestly, he's moving up a little bit in the ranks, Jake. Uh, I never thought John Elway was a terrible general manager, but I think his time has, you know, uh, it's come to an end, unfortunately for him. Ever since Peyton Manning retired, they never really, uh, like, solved the quarterback situation. I'm not sold on Drew Locke. I see his potential, but I don't think he's going to live up to his potential. Um, I feel like he should really hire a different general manager, go after a quarterback in this year's draft, and see what they got. Again, they're like the Chargers. They have a pretty decent roster, but they don't have a good quarterback. And with the pieces coming back, they lost Vaughn Miller for the whole year this year. With him coming back... Cortland Sutton coming back. They have two great running backs, a decent O-line, and I can see this team winning a few more games than they did this year. They went 5-11 and this year. I can see them going 7-9 and or 8-8 and next year, especially if they figure out the quarterback situation. But, I mean, I think he wasn't—he was never a terrible general manager, but I do think his, it was his time to step down. All right. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically it. I mean, don't don't get us wrong. I mean, these are not... These are obviously great moves for organizations. They want to get a refresh 2021, new year, new them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically what this is all about, trying to rebuild and change up the squads, Jake. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, so that's all That's all we have for today, guys. That is all we have for today. Um, if you were wondering, oh, Jake, where are the playoff stuff? We're going to get to that on Wednesday. We're going to talk obviously- about... We're going to talk yeah. about each team, how they can win the Super Bowl. We're going to give our bracket predictions, and it's going to be a good old fun time. I feel like we're going to do some pretty creative stuff Wednesday. But for now, we're just going to keep it to about half hour. So, you know, we've already gotten to that point. So we're going to end the podcast here. Stick around for Wednesday's podcast. We're going to talk a lot more about the playoff teams. And, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. So, Follow Go. our TikTok. We're posting more on that now. We're really putting an effort towards that. So please follow. Please like the yep. videos to, you know, blow our stuff up. Get our name out yep. there. We're really just trying to, you know, we're just trying to do our thing, you know. I feel like we're yep. we're some nice guys and we, we you know, just we're do our yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yep. so. And also. Yeah, go on, man. Yep. Also, yeah, also go follow our Instagram. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do all you got to do. Um, yeah, follow us on Spotify. Give us a listen. Do whatever you gotta do. Well, get our name out. Yeah, I'm, get I'm our name out there. I'm assuming that if you if you made it to this part of the podcast, you 
you know, yes. you, you, you know the drill. follow and stuff. So, you know what? You guys are good. If you're listening to this right now, have a great day. So, yes. me and Matt are going to sign off for now. Um, Look forward to Wednesday's podcast. I'm excited. Yep. Go follow the TikTok, of course. And, guys, that is it for the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. I'm your host, Jake, alongside my co-host, Matt. And we are signing off. Matt, say goodbye. See ya!